0: Joan Breibart, Body Conversations, and this is episode 28. And this is October 13th, 2022. And the title is, What is Wellness? So to begin, I'm always getting in trouble because I make fun of this wellness word. And the reason I do it is that I'm terribly annoyed when people think they can fool people. So, for example, does anyone think that KFC is not Kentucky Fried Chicken? No, everybody knows it's fried chicken. And everyone knows that WW is Weight Watchers. But actually, since there are a lot of young people who may not know that the words for this subject were originally diet and exercise, that it was Weight Watchers because you were dieting, and then eventually exercise got thrown in because you were going to torch those calories. So that lasted for a long time and of course it wasn't working people weren't losing weight permanently they were losing it and then regaining it and then sometimes regaining more so we had to change those words and then it became nutrition and fitness so uh so a lot of people may think that it's always been nutrition and fitness or that's what it was and and they've never even heard of diet and exercise i mean you have to be of a certain age to remember when Weight Watchers started in 1963. Anyway, of course, it that failed. I mean, it really, really failed, as we know. And even though the CDC tries to pretend that the obesity statistics are uh, much, much lower than they actually are because they use this um, BMI measurement, um, At any rate, what it is now is that we have a word called wellness, and so I make fun of this because to me it's another way to sucker people into thinking that things are different than they are. But there really is a wellness, and I want to go into what it is, and part of it is because there are three books out now written by African Americans who are talking about wellness because they see it as something for white, affluent people. But in a way that it's not true about the color, but it's certainly true about the, the money. So wellness is real, and it's real if you go to a wellness place. And what these places are are fabulous. Most of them are boutique hotels in. Gorgeous locales and the um, environment, the decor, the design is just perfect. It's magnificent. Everything about the experience of staying there as a guest is just first rate. The way the flowers are, the fragrance, the sounds, the visually you're just in a beautiful environment. And then, of course, people are waiting on you. They're just waiting on you and offering you hot towels and cold towels and fragrant um, uh, whatever, I mean maybe a fragrant towel too, but, and then of course they're offering you wonderful things to eat and drink, and then there are great different body works and massages outside under a waterfall with special oils and it's just on and on and on. If you go to one of these hotels, and I'm not gonna mention specific ones, but I've been there, um, I mean, it's almost guaranteed within 24 hours you're going to feel well. You you have to feel well because you're just surrounded by beauty and comfort and it's so elevating and the, the people there have thought out every detail, not to mention that you're on vacation. You're probably not staying in one of these places if it's a, a quick business trip. So you're on vacation and everything is first rate and perfect and that's wellness, right? That is wonderful, wonderful wellness. And I wish that everybody could experience it. But of course, if everybody did, there wouldn't be enough um, places because these are normally small, They're not big hotels. They're very small. and everything is personalized and if you have been there and then you return they know everything that you want I mean it's just luxury it's it's just so elevating and it's great just great but I want to go back to before that experience when I went for the first time to Rancho la Puerta which was in 1981 this was a gift from my husband Uh, having given birth to my second son in December 1980. And then two weeks later, I was back at my job, not because I had so much to do, but because I didn't want anyone else to get my job, where I was an executive in a big company. So anyway, I didn't have a lot of time off, and he decided to give me a week, and I went with a friend of mine, and we flew to San Diego from New York, and then they picked us up, and we went to this... Beautiful place. It's in Mexico, and I mean, again, it was it wasn't the kind of luxury that you have at these other establishments, but it was beautiful, and um, the food was wonderful. It was all vegetarian, as I remember, but it was you know grown right there. How could it be bad? And there were so many things to do. So every day for a week i and my friend and other people we met would get up at 6:30 and at seven go for this fabulous hike just just the, the light and everything i still remembered and we'd hike for about 45 minutes and then come back and we'd go to the dining room and that delicious coffee and eggs and salsa and all these things and everybody was happy and Nobody had to do any dishes or cook or worry about whether they were out of milk for their coffee or whatever. And then it would begin. And every hour, you would have an activity. And I can remember, like at 9 o'clock, maybe after breakfast, I would do yoga. And then 10 o'clock, sort of dancing. And 11 o'clock, maybe I would take the swimming class and then probably rest around the pool And then go to lunch, right, which was also done and everything was wonderful and delicious and enchiladas and a lot of Mexican food, which I like, and wonderful. And then rest right after lunch for about an hour and somebody might be giving a lecture. And then you'd begin again every single hour, some kind of exercise or lecture or whatever. And then also what was included were massages you know as part of the package i think we got two massages and maybe a facial and a body wrap wonderful services in this beautiful place and all of the technicians were um, very very good very experienced and i was at that point in the beauty business so i know quality and i was running a you know company where we had ten thousand hairdressers and estheticians and whatever so These were excellent people, and you would have these, and I think you could pay a small amount for more, so every day you would have some experience. And then there's pool and the hot tub. Anyway, and then finally you'd rest a bit, and then there'd be dinner, right? And the dinner was delicious, and everybody was dressed, and it was nice, and blah, blah, blah. And then after dinner, there would always be programs, maybe entertainment or some lectures about nutrition or meditation and most people would go to bed about 10 o'clock right or they'd read i would read i would never went to bed that early but then you would back up so think about it every single day i mean in new york i had two little children a baby and a toddler full-time job and um you know i didn't have a minute to myself not a minute right and so It was just heaven I mean I I can't figure out how I uh, didn't just stay there but of course I didn't stay there because I had responsibilities to the family and flew back and got there as as I remember Saturday night and then I remember telling my husband on Sunday what am I gonna do how am I gonna maintain this and I you know I'd explain to him what every day was like and he said to me, you're not. You're going to work on Monday. And it was just like cold water thrown on me. But he was right, of course. I was going to be able to do this. I mean, part of what it was was that I didn't have any responsibilities other than to show up and decide which of you know 10 activities every hour I might go to. And you know, the laundry was done and the food was cooked. And I, there was nothing for me to do. I didn't have to do any work. Right? So, I think the problem, I mean, years later I went to Canyon Ranch and then they would have all these cooking classes so you would learn to make spa cuisine. Most absurd thing in the world because, I mean, most chefs can turn out fabulous food if they have great ingredients and, of course, butter and alcohol and cream and everything else. And, you know, if you're going to be able to to turn out good, tasting food for vegetarian i mean you have to be able to reduce vegetables to make so- i mean it's ridiculous so people would do these things because they were trying to take the experience home and that was what canyon ranch was trying to do give you that experience so you could have it at home well i mean that's just a lie i mean unless you are you know, you know someone without a job or responsibilities of a family and you have a lot of money. You, you just there's no way to take it home, right? So, and that began all of this stuff, which is, um, you know, of course, under this umbrella of wellness. So for me, I'm never talking about that, and I don't like people to talk about it when they're t- they really should be focusing on the only thing that matters, which is waistline circumference. That's it. Not BMI not uh how you feel about your body or whatever but waistline circumference and it's of course why so many people who were um wasted w-a-i-s-t-e-d died when they got covid because assuming your waistline is too big 35 inches for a woman 40 for a man um you have what is known as visceral fat, and it's, it's very complicated. No one who's not a doctor probably can explain it, I can't. But you know, it has a serious effect on your hormones and the kind of crowding of organs. And of course, if you have a respiratory virus like COVID and your lungs are um, compromised, well, you know what happened anyway. So, to me. We shouldn't even have these terms of you know, normal BMI and overweight and um, obese and all. It's just stupid. First of all, it's just, um, it's just a complete lie. And I want to read you something that I just looked up in preparation for. It. So, and this is the, the second one I'll read first. It's January 19th, 2022. So, just recently. BMI, body mass index, which is based on the height and weight of a person, is an inaccurate measure of body fat content and does not take into account muscle mass, bone density, overall body composition, and racial and sexual differences, say researchers from the Perelman School of Medicine, University of Pennsylvania, again January 2022. Then another uh, interesting uh, article I am summarizing. Why is waist circumference more accurate than BMI? And of course, the CDC only uses BMI. Body mass index, BMI, is not considered a valid criterion because it does not reflect body fat distribution. Compared with BMI, measuring waist circumference is simple and inexpensive, yet effective for assessing body fat distribution and associated cardiovascular risk and mortality and that was in September 2017. So um, so the CDC has a budget of $10 billion. The new director recently, she's this beautiful woman, doctor. She actually went to school with a friend of mine who's a doctor in New York, who's also beautiful. But she's very smart. I don't know about this director, because who would take this job? I mean, the first thing she had to do was... Um, apologize for how they screwed up everything on COVID. Millions of doses of vaccine had been thrown out and their inconsistent mask policy and a hundred other things. So, you know, that's what there was. And then she went on to say about how they're going to do a good job for monkeypox. <laughs> well, today the New York Times had a huge article, that's why I'm doing this uh, podcast, about how uh-oh, monkeypox pal- seem to have disappeared you know you know the media is not going to be able to have this to talk about because that is really what the media wants they loved covid and they would love to have another thing like monkeypox but it's petered out the new york times today and you know you never know um interesting for me is that um, in the early part of uh, the 20th century, we had a devastating pandemic, which is called Spanish flu. People would get it, and they could die within hours or maybe days, and it was horrible, painful death. And again, it seemed like the end. I mean, what, what, what could you do? I mean, there was nothing you could do to save these people. No one survived. And then it just went away, right? viruses are very strange. However, COVID just keeps mutating and is getting ahead of us and is smarter and keeps... I played tennis with a woman who was so careful because she's my age during the whole COVID thing and observed every single thing. And she's had the vaccines and the boosters and the boosters. And a week ago, she got COVID. And she's okay, but... You know, you think, finally, she's had all these um, vaccinations and boosters, and why, right? But it's because it's a very sneaky little virus. Anyway, um, so back to wellness. So it's I hate it when a word is um, marketed to people, and it takes them away from... The one thing they need to do the one thing the majority of Americans need to do which is reduce their waistline right and in my opinion that is not very hard but of course now that we have wellness we can go off in all these tangents and the one that I find most interesting is sleep now obviously there have always been people who've had trouble with sleep sometimes it's just a little bit sometimes it's every day just some people have insomnia and you know doctors try to f- help you with pills or something but it's it's not it's sort of like back pain in a way and migraines it's there's not one specific thing as to why this happens to someone it's just it's really bad luck but now of course it's all tied in with how to lose weight and, and and be healthy and wellness and blah, blah, blah. So someone asked me what I thought about it and so I'm in this business. I said, oh, of course it absolutely works. Absolutely, I mean, bears have proven it for thousands of years. And if you go to bed and you sleep for six months, you'll definitely lose weight. Well, of course the person didn't think that was funny, but it is funny because it's a detour, right? And, and having scented candles, I love scented candles, you know that'll make you feel better and it's part of the wellness and meditation and all these things but the reality is it comes down to closing your mouth sooner and opening it less often it's also part of the bigger lie about you know telling people what to eat which has been a complete failure for uh, to me obvious reasons but it is not from some, for people who believe in wellness i guess but I mean, really, and I would say this goes to the more affluent parts of uh, the population. There are many people, and I know them, and they they are eating what would be considered a healthy, flawless diet, and not too much, and they're not binging, and they're fat, and it's because of alcohol. So, um, you know, we don't know. Maybe it's 25%. Maybe 25% of the people whose waistline needs to be trimmed, It has nothing to do with what they're eating or how much they're eating. It has to do with what they're drinking. And I think it's pretty uh, common to uh, have doctors say that the problem with pediatric uh, doctors will tell you that children, they feel that their extra weight is not from food, but from drinking soda and sports drinks and all these things. And yes, calories count in liquids but when it comes to um, food, solid, we're talking quantity. So that's what I want to say about wellness. I hope everybody gets to go to one of these wonderful wellness places. You know, I've enjoyed being at the places, but I never think that um, I'm learning wellness. I think I'm having a, a week at a wonderful place, and uh, i'm always impressed with how the people who run these hotels in particular the ones that are boutique hotels how they can think of so many beautiful things to gift you it's just amazing to me i mean it's not like they leave a little chocolate on the pillow it has a poem and a flower and i don't know they must have meetings you know every week to come up with new new things to offer to make people feel well and i think that that's wonderful and that kind of um, experience is wellness so it's very different than trimming your waist bye bye